everyone. Welcome to SAGPA. I'm Trevor Page, and I will be the moderator for today's session. SAGPA wishes to acknowledge that the events that take place here are on the lands of the Blackfoot people, a Meti nation of Alberta Region 3. It wishes to pay respect to the past, present, and future cultural heritage and to their beliefs and relationship to the land. SAGPA commits to do its utmost to assist with the efforts to mend and heal past and present injustices. For those of you that are new to SAGPA, we have a 30-minute uh, presentation followed by a buffet lunch. And we, uh, not a buffet today. We, in fact, we have hamburgers and fries. Um, and that's followed by a 30-minute Q&A. If you don't want to come to the mic to, uh, during the Q&A to ask your question, you can also prepare a written question, and please give it to me, and I shall read it out. Uh, our session will end at 1.30. Now, please switch off your, uh, switch your cell phones to silent. And I should tell everyone that the presentation and the Q&A is recorded and will be available on the SAGPA website, which is www.sagpa.ca. The presentation is also recorded for Shaw Spotlight, and that'll be broadcast several times a day over the next week. Please place $14 in the uh, little bowl on the table for lunch. If you're a student, it's only $5, and if you have coffee only, it's just $2. And someone at uh, each table, please count the, uh, the cash in the bowl, make sure it's correct. So now we're going to come to our presentation, which is what are the opportunities and challenges for Alberta in the 2019 budget? Our speaker is uh, Nathan Newdorf, our recently elected MLA for Lethbridge East. Nathan has now been an, LMA, uh, an MLA for seven months. He's a member of the Special Standing Committee on Member Services, the Standing Committee on Private Bills and Private Members' Public Bills, the Standing Committee on Families and Communities, and the Standing Committee on Privileges and Elections, Standing Orders and Printing. Prior to entering Alberta politics, Nathan was involved in the commercial construction industry. Please welcome Nathan Newdorf. Thank you very much, Trevor. Thank you, uh, all the SACPA organizers. I do appreciate the invitation today and the opportunity to come speak with you. Obviously, there are uh, lots of questions and lots of uh, concerns in, within the budget from people in this room, and I hope to do my best to uh, answer them as best I can or take the information back and represent the thoughts uh, brought up here today. This is my first opportunity to uh, go through the budget. Um, our uh, MLA Previous to myself, Maria is here. She would understand the uh, the challenge of going through committees and trying to to understand uh, somewhere around 400 pages of documentation 
in about two weeks' time. Uh, so there will definitely be places in, in my knowledge where I, I don't have all the information that you might be asking, but I will continue to do my best in that regard. Uh, today I hope to go through the budget as presented by uh, the, the Honourable Travis Taze, Minister of Finance, President of the Treasury Board, and uh, hopefully that will give an overview of what we're, we're uh, looking at. And then I do hope to address a few significant uh, areas that will impact Lethbridge in particular and hope to expound on that in the question and answer period. Just takes a moment. Budget 2019 themes. Uh, we really took to heart the work of getting Albertans back to work, making their life better, and standing up for Alberta. These are the three themes that we have uh, constantly addressed from the campaign during the election until today. We want to make sure that we drive investment, help businesses succeed, and spur our economy. What's also included in the budget are actions to live within our means and protect the frontline services that we all need and treasure. We need to moderate, we have to have moderate spending reductions and spread these over four years. This is in keeping with the platform promises that we made. This slide is probably one of the most significant uh, that I'll be showing you today. This shows our uh, debt trajectory over the past 10 years or so. We have the highest per capita def deficit in Canada and the fastest growing debt of any province or state in North America. This trajectory is simply unsustainable. Since 2008-2009, the Alberta government has recorded deficits in all but one year. By the end of 2019-2020, the estimated debt is to be $71.8 billion. We spend more than $5 million every single day on interest alone. This money is going straight to bankers and bondholders, not projects that Albertans care about. We need to change that trajectory. Provincial comparators. We spend approximately $10 billion we would spend $10 billion less a year if we spent the same as Ontario, BC, and Quebec. We would have a $3 billion surplus this year instead of a $7 billion deficit. Healthcare spending would be $4 billion less if we were to match what Ontario spends per capita. Alberta is not seeing better returns for our dollars. Generally, we have lower high school and post-secondary completion rates. Budget 2019 reins in spending to more closely align with Canada's average per capita spending. This is our revenue projection. The total revenue forecast is to remain relatively flat over the next couple of years. 50 billion, which is the second column there highlighted for 2019-2020, rising very moderately to about 50.1 billion in 2020. 2021, pardon me, and continue at a very moderate rate of increase going out in the outlier years. The support, supported by a stronger economy as, it, as business improves and investment improves, oil sands production expands and market access constraints are eased. This is how we see that increased revenue in the, in the years moving out. The real GDP forecast 
growth is slow at only about 0.6% for 2019. The future forecast looks slightly better, 2.7% in 2020, 29 in 2021, and 3% in 2022. And we don't expect a return for oil prices like we've seen in the past. What's considered in these numbers is a West Texas Intermediate price of $57 for this year, 58, 62, and 63 in the outlier years. When we have spoken with chief economists and banks from across the nation, they would agree that our projections are in line with theirs. They are, we are aware of the increasing risks of the global economy and the impact that that could have on our economy and our revenues. There are global uncertainties, and the federal government is sending mixed signals depending on the day and who they're talking to. This can have a significant impact to Alberta and our recovery and our revenue stream. Some of the immediate actions that we've taken since being in government are the job creation tax cut, uh, <clears throat> an accelerated capital cost allowance, which allows for uh, companies to write off some of the costs of new equipment, particularly equipment that specifies clean energy. We are also seeking to reduce red tape to make it easier for businesses to do business, and we eliminated the carbon tax. We have also recently tabled our tier fund, which maintains our commitment to tax carbon emissions for the largest emitters in Alberta. And that fund will set aside significant resources to technology and innovation so that we can not only reduce our emissions in Alberta, but also around the globe. The corporate tax rate went from uh, 12% at the beginning of this year. We've now reduced it down to 11%. And we will continue to reduce that 1% a year until we hit our benchmark of 8%, making us among the most competitive in North America. We have to focus on the things that we can control. Unrealistic pro pro projections and a careful weighing of our decisions. Alberta's revenues are volatile. We understand that. There's lots of influences around the globe that impact our revenue. We need to see and pr present a budget that provides for both the upside and the downside scenarios of this forecast. We want to make sure that if capital has fled the province, they have every opportunity and availability to come back and reinvest dollars within Alberta. This slide also shows some of the key fiscal metrics. Our revenue, as stated, at about $50 billion, are seeking to limit our operational expense to $48.2 billion, other expenses at $8.3 this is a moderate spending reduction over four years of 2.8%. It's nowhere near the austere measures taken in the late 90s, seeing 18 and 19% cuts across the board. This spending reduction helps us bring Alberta closer to the national per capita average. And this also accommodates increased spending to healthcare and some regions of education. Further down, you'll see that our projected deficit for this first year is 6.5 billion, is right to the middle of the page there. There's a one-time cost for uh, exiting crude by rail. The minimum projected 
uh, previously is 1.8 billion. Our government has worked extremely hard to bring that down to 1.5 and hopefully even less. The $700 million allocation contingency fund is for expected natural disasters. Most of that spending has already been taken care of this year or uh, in consideration for the wildfires in the north that raged through the summer. That, uh, that cost was somewhere in the neighborhood of $650 million. You'll see in the outlier years, we continue to fund that necessity that there will be contingencies, whether it's fires or floods or other disasters, and it's prudent fiscal planning to be aware of that and set that money aside. This shows the operating expense comparison. The dark gray line was with the trajectory that Alberta was on. We have taken a, a significant step in the dark blue line to slow that spending. Under the previous government, operating expense was forecast to increase by 12% to $54.1 billion by 2023. This budget realizes operational savings of 0.5% in this year and 2.3% in the outlier years. Total operating spending by 2023 will be 47.1 billion, 2.8% lower than the current levels in 2018-2019. This government, this again brings our government spending in line with comparative provinces. Health spending, $20.6 billion per year, includes $100 million for mental health and addictions, $40 million for an opioid response, and $20 million for palliative care. These are significant to Lethbridge. It's no secret that we have some challenges in these areas. We have made it abundantly clear to both Ministry of Health, Minister of Mental Health and Addictions, as well as seniors in housing, that we have issues that need to be faced, and the government needs to be able to direct funds to help address these issues. This is a constant message from myself and from the City of Lethbridge to be able to uh, accommodate and adjust for some of the challenges that we are currently facing and this is res uh, reflected within this budget and within these dollars. I expect to hear announcements from these ministries early in the new year on how some of these fundings will be directed for Lethbridge in particular. Education spending remains at $8.2 billion a year. It funds enrollment growth 2.2% and seeks greater efficiency, less administration, more dollars to the classroom. Again, this is an area of significant interest to Lethbridge and our school districts. I have spent considerable time with both school boards, staff, and administrative teams from both the Lethbridge School District 51 and the Holy Spirit Separate School Division. They are both active and willing partners to see how we can adjust the realities of, of this fiscal plan and how it impacts them as individual school districts within the, the provincial spending limits. You can see the bottom line, Alberta spends approximately $11,120 per student compared to BC at $9,681. We need to adjust the framework so that spending gets to the front lines to help teachers in their classrooms teach and meet the needs of those students and those individuals. Advanced education. Obviously, this is probably one of the most significant uh, challenges for Lethbridge with both a college and university with a 5% reduction in spending. I've spent considerable time with, with both of these institutions as well, meeting with them and the Minister of Advanced Education in Edmonton on their recent trip with Team Lethbridge. 
And I've invited the Minister of Advanced Education down again to sit down with their boards and with their administrations to see how we can adjust for that. This is a $5.1 billion reduction across the province. <clears throat> we are still waiting to understand fully the details of how that impacts each individual school of which our city has two. We have lifted the five-year freeze on post-secondary tuition, and I've heard from many students. They are concerned how this will impact them. There is a limit to how that much that can increase. It can only increase to a maximum 7% a year for three years. We are hoping to avoid that maximum threshold, and we are working with both the, school, the university and college to adjust for that. At this point in time, uh, Alberta uh, pays about $10,000 more per student per year than the, the average of BC, Ontario, and Quebec. There is a huge amount of support for our, our post-secondary students, and yet we continue to see some of the highest rates of post-secondary student dropout, and we want to make sure that we're adjusting that. We don't want our students dropping out. We want them to complete their training and become uh, profitable and active engagement in our, in our private and public sector workforce. These adjustments <coughs> realign the balance between the government and student investment, and it brings Alberta tuition levels for degree programs closer in line with what other provinces across the country are doing. Some of the areas where we've added additional funding, uh, as you can see, are $10 million over four years to support women in building futures, expanding our apprenticeship training, and increased support for Skills Canada. These areas are also very, very significant for Lethbridge, as we have some of the highest numbers for RAP students, registered apprenticeship program in our high schools. There are some years where Lethbridge actually has more registered RAP students than the city of Calgary. That's not per capita, that's a total number. We very, very strongly support the trades. That was foundational in the decision by the college to invest uh, huge dollars for their trades wing. We see the need for that, and I'm very happy that our government is investing in the trades in the future for Southern Alberta in that way. This will be a, a strong investment and growth area across the province, and I expect to see uh, significant numbers within Lethbridge and at the college in response to this. The budget for 2019 in social services makes no cuts to social programs. In fact, we see increases to community and social services spending, a 1.6 increase to seniors and housing, and a 15% increase to children's services. Lethbridge has a significant demand on our population and our demographics in these areas. This is a significant, uh, these are significant portfolios and I've spent uh, considerable time in committee meetings with all three of these ministries to question line by line their spending, uh, their decisions and where they're going forward. Uh, I'm particularly proud of uh, the with the Ministry of Children's Services uh, Rebecca Schultz has spent time in Lethbridge. There are 98 programs uh, across the province uh, in, in one segment of her portfolio. Of those 98 programs, she has said there's only one that she knows what they're doing, and that's Lethbridge. So that's a, a highlight to Lethbridge, their ability to communicate with that ministry, and their dedication to the people and children that they serve. Uh, I'm very, very proud of our budget being able to do some fiscal restraint and yet protecting those that are most vulnerable within our population. 
Municipalities, again, Alberta is highlighted in the light blue uh, and a weighted average. Alberta's gr capital grants to municipalities are about 20% higher than the national average. Uh, Lethbridge has done very well over uh, the past decade uh, on how they have interacted and how they've utilized their municipal funds. We're very fortunate to have a new uh, uh, recreation center on the west side, one of the biggest and brightest new buildings that we've, we've seen in the province. And now we're looking at, uh, we're asking municipalities to partner with us as we are more careful with our fiscal spending in the years going forward. Again, I'm very proud of our, our city and our council. They were very engaged and active on the recent trip with Team Lethbridge, and they have been uh, very um, proactive in working with our government to see how we can manage this change to their funding in the best way possible, recognizing that they're gonna have to be prudent in their spending and set priorities for how we achieve uh, different buildings and different pr projects in the years going forward. Public sector, as many of you are quite well aware, this is probably where there is a significant concern and can be the most challenging for a representative of the city that has 53% uh, public sector workers. With a mandate uh, in the election to be fiscally prudent, I do find myself pulled in two directions. One, to make sure that we make uh, clear, conscious, responsible budget choices to bring a fiscal house in order as well as representing the public sector workers within Lethbridge and hearing their voice and their concerns as they look to their jobs and their future. This is a challenging balance and uh, conversation that will be ongoing as I move forward in this role. Uh, the biggest portion of our, <coughs> our mandate will be the reduction of the public service sector of approximately 7.7%. This will be done through attrition and hiring restraint. This is not to be uh, made up through with job losses and job cuts. We are trying to take a path forward that seeks to utilize efficiencies and uh, reducing duplication of services, reduction of siloing of different ministries so that we can better serve the needs of our community while conserving costs. We want to bring our public service costs closer to the capital average across the nation as well. The capital plan will continue to invest in capital projects across the province. There's recent announcements today. I don't have those details with me, but you'll be hearing more of that in the days going forward. But we'll continue to invest uh, $24.2 billion over the next four years. This is an, of an adjustment of about seven billion dollars a year uh, investments or infrastructure spending down to just over six point six billion dollars a year so some significant changes there but again one of the key factors what we want to do is create a 20 to 25 year plan so that municipalities uh, different uh, ministries different areas can have that long-term view and look and see what is being prioritized so they know when to expect those projects to come online this maintains spending on some projects that will be um, bringing our capital spending in line with other provinces. And this reflects the fiscal reality and the need for long-term fiscal sustainability. 
Included in this, as well in, uh, in line with the uh, education portfolio, is 25 new or modernized schools, uh, projects for the next year, and 250 portables to be brought online to help achieve uh, the growth of schools and their need for classroom space. One of our key platform commitments was standing up for Albertans. We have set aside $30 million a year for the Canadian Energy Centre, promoting clean energy and making sure that we have uh, a public money for a public inquiry, inquiry into foreign-funded anti-energy campaigns. We have some of the most ethically and environmentally friendly production of oil services in the world, and that is not the message that is out there. We may need to make sure that we are representing our industry well and making sure that our ethical and environmentally friendly standards that are setting the trend for the world, that that gets recognized. One of the other things that we want to do is make sure that we are communicating well with Ottawa. It is no secret to anyone in this room that there are considerable tensions within our province and within the nation of Canada, pitting province against province, and we have to work together to make sure that we have access to that. At the time when equalization was set up, no one imagined that a federal government or other provinces would actively and deliberately work against one another for making sure that the prosperity in our uh, resources get to market. We need to find a way where we can work cooperatively and for the mutual benefit of all instead of against each other. We will continue to review the federal fiscal programs that are in place, pushing the cap size for the equalization program and exclude non-renewable resource revenues for the program's calculations to make sure that we have a fair deal for Alberta. Thank you. This, I believe, is the last slide. Budget 2019 is a thoughtful and measured budget that, along with balance, brings hope for Albertans and for their future. This puts an end to the overspending and takes solid steps to bring Alberta's spending in line with that of other provinces. A common-sense approach that will mean more money for programs and services, particularly in the long run. This will enable us to bring balance within four years. We want to seek uh, investment in business and in opportunities and initiatives that stimulate and grow our economy. And this keeps our government's promise to Albertans, a promise on which we are elected, to bring our spending in line and bring our province back to balance. Thank you very much for your time today to be able to bring this presentation to you. I do look forward to the question and answer period after uh, the brief lunch break.